The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter, where today on the podcast, going to talk about, well, of course, this week, Mike Shanahan inducted into the uh, Broncos Ring of Fame, or at least announced that he will be, of course, the official ceremony in 2021. But Mike Shanahan going to become the 34th member of the Broncos Ring of Fame. Who... It's going to be number 35, and who are names that the Denver Broncos should be considering moving forward? And maybe some of those uh, names are actually on the roster right now. So uh, that is what we are going to uh, talk about today on the podcast. But first, I want to say hello and welcome to our friends at DraftKings. Of course, look, we've heard all the rumors. Fight Island. It's finally here. This weekend, UFC 251 set to be the best yet with big names stepping into the octagon all throughout the night. This is the event you don't want to miss with our friends at DraftKings and DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. This week only offering all new users a special odds boost on the weekend headline fight. I tell you what, this is kind of a mind-blowing deal. Bet $20 to win $100 on either fighter. All right, this week, full of action. You got golf, European soccer, and then, of course, all the way to Abu Dhabi with our friends at Fight Island and DraftKings Sportsbook. They have you covered. The big fight this weekend, DraftKings offering all new users not one but two profit boosts. And when you place a bet on UFC 251, just place a pre-match bet on a fighter, and if they win, your payout increases. So, look, DraftKings Sportsbook, U.S.-based, safe, secure, reliable, easy to deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you would like. And to top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook offering their best sign-up offer to date right now. You do not want to miss this one. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code MHS when you sign up for a limited time. New users can get a no-brainer. Seriously, this is an amazing odds boost on the headline fight this Saturday. Bet $20 to win 100 That's right. No matter who you pick, Usman Masvidal or, look, any of those fighters... You pick one, your odds will be boosted, $20 to win 100 Head to DraftKings Sportsbook now and sign up with the promo code MHS. That's Mile High Sports, MHS. Must be 21 or older. Got to be in Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus require, requires a 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Hundred, The Denver Broncos elect their 34th member to the Ring of Fame. Mike Shanahan getting in. Of course, all those great years culminating with the uh, climax, the top of the mountain where the Denver Broncos win not one but two Super Bowls. They happen to be side-by-side side and back-to-back. Back. So certainly, obviously, look, we, we don't need to go over the resume of Mike Shanahan very uh, well-deserved. Uh, this was a guy who changed the NFL completely, in my opinion, from the way he utilized the running back position to, uh, you know, obviously the the wins with John Elway in big moments, back-to-back Super Bowls, very well-led team as uh, the Denver Broncos' Ring of Fame new member, 
Mike Shanahan, the 34th member. That, of course, the Broncos Ring of Fame created back in 1984. That was created by Pat Bolin to honor former players and administrators who played significant roles in the franchise's history. So now that we know the criteria... And now that we know the names, and I'll give you some of the names who are in the Broncos Ring of Fame, guys. Of course, most recently, like Champ Bailey, Red Miller, Jason Elam, Simon Fletcher, maybe the one polarizing one, John Lynch, because of his lack of years, only a four-year career with the Denver Broncos. And then, of course, the greats, Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp, John Elway, Steve Atwater. I mean, the list goes on and on as far as terrific players. So now that we know the criteria and now that we know somewhat of uh, the stature that uh, the Denver Broncos have put these players in, now we ask the question, okay, well, how many future Broncos could be looking at this list moving forward? I'll start with current Broncos just because that's the easiest one, I think, to pinpoint. And I think, obviously, the first initial thought is Von Miller. Um, Von Miller is going to be on pace here to finish out his career with the Denver Broncos and really put together a career that includes a ring of fame as well as a hall of fame career first ballot and i think you may actually see the 58 number retired uh, i i think this is a player who is defied uh every barrier that uh holds back players from becoming not not great players but all-time great players and has surpassed everything that you're asking for from uh, leading the league in in certain statistics to uh, becoming one of the most feared players in the NFL at the position uh, another real big uh, hurdle for me is coming up big in the biggest moments and obviously Super Bowl 50 the way he just absolutely took over and dominated that game will forever be a print on the Broncos history. You cannot write the Denver Broncos blue and orange history in the NFL without mentioning Von Miller. And so I, I think the because of all that and the career, the longevity, spending his entire career in Denver, even if he was to spend the twilight of his career somewhere else, I think we're looking at somebody who is a borderline first ballot Hall of Famer, somebody who will be in the ring of fame, and somebody who will have his 58 retired. I don't think that will be worn by anybody else moving forward. So that's the easy one, right? The other ones you start to think about are, uh, you know, how long uh, of a career will Justin Simmons have here in Denver? I think you could potentially see Justin Simmons as a name we talk about in 10 years. But after that, you know, again, we even with Justin Simmons, we start to bank on potential, right? Uh, you know, Bradley Chubb looks like a solid player, but we don't know. Uh, Cortland Sutton looks like a solid player, but we don't know. So I, I think we, we stop the conversation there, and I even think with Justin Simmons it might be a little premature. I, I think that's just us optimistically wanting to say that this kid's going to be a stud, but we just don't know. You know, I, I mean, we figure that he will, but again, we like to, to try to at least with stuff like this, like a Hall of Fame, Ring of Fame, we like to have some sort of real strong foundation basis, and just the fact of the matter is that a lot of these players have not built that yet, though they do look like they have a solid start coming you know maybe we can even mention a, a name I did not mention Philip Lindsay you know and and Phil is going to get a little bit more 
of a um, easier look, I think, a little bit more of a uh, opportune. I, and I think that may be a little unfortunate because you should be graded solely on the field. And, and I'm not saying Philip Lindsay has not been a bad player on the field. But look, obviously off the field, the story is he's from Denver played college here, you know, uh, grew up in his mom's basement, undrafted free. The story will help him, no doubt. And that may be just an incremental help, but regardless, it, it will give him a little bit more of a different light uh, when they when this comes time to start to make these decisions. But again, this is all banking on potential. Uh, you know, back-to-back thousand-yard seasons, that's, that's terrific, but we need to see far more from a lot of these players. But I think this is an interesting time to start to talk about this because we're now five years removed from the 2015 season and five years removed, obviously, from the Super Bowl win. So now you see a completely different roster, but you start to think back of the players who were on that team. And really, from 2010 to 2015 is obviously you start to bring up many of those great players, Denver going to the postseason multiple times, two Super Bowls, and obviously culminating with the Super Bowl win. The the first name is obviously Peyton Manning, you know, number 18 is somebody who I, I do believe will be in the ring of fame, does need to be in the ring of fame. And this is somebody who, quite frankly, even in four years, if you're going to put John Lynch in for his four-year contribution, you need to put Peyton Manning in because he broke a bunch of records. He helped win Super Bowl 50. Uh, this is somebody who t- uh, arguably had one of the greatest offenses in NFL history back in that earlier decade as well, too. This is somebody who needs to be in the ring of fame. Again, and, and John Lynch's name... I said earlier is polarizing because he becomes the benchmark now, right? Is, you know, for years at four years, that's, that's the cutoff and, and somebody who made it in as a four year starter, pro bowler, great player, even great person off the field. I'll say John Lynch is an even better person off the field, but that kind of sets the precedent now. And all of a sudden you start to say, okay, well, you know, if John Lynch is in, if Peyton Manning has a four-year career with Denver and he does that, well, then 100% he's in, right? Another name I think that isn't brought up a lot that absolutely needs to be in, uh, this is DeMarcus Ware. You know, uh, DeMarcus Ware, I think you could argue, is one of the single-handedly most important signings in Denver Broncos history, okay? I understand that Peyton Manning gets all the love from that earlier 2010 decade, but let's remember where Von Miller was back in his earlier career, okay? Somebody who was dealing with a major injury, somebody who was dealing with some off-field issues, although quite minor, off-field issues that got him suspended, somebody who I don't know had truly grown up or found the most potential in his game. And Denver brings in DeMarcus Ware from Dallas, and he becomes the father figure, the tutor, the sensei, whatever word you want to use to describe DeMarcus Ware that changed the trajectory of Von Miller's career. Now, I'm not saying Von couldn't do that himself. Because he probably could have. But look, this this a, this is a weird world, all right? This is a weird world with all kinds of, uh, you know, hurdles that we have to find, whether that's in football or daily life. And, and more support and help and those who have been through that before never hurts. And when you're talking about a guy who is so uh, influential 
to somebody who essentially helped you win that Super Bowl in 2015, you know, you start to look at it and you say, okay, well, DeMarcus Ware, did he have a great career with the Denver Broncos? And how much of that do we plus with what he did for Von Miller, who obviously is going to have is going to go down as one of the greatest defensive players ever in you know the the team's history. Now, um, unofficially, okay, officially, Demarcus Ware only logged three years with the Denver Broncos, and so this is where I think there needs to be an asterisk because I think this guy was so influential to the team in helping them and became one of the greatest free agent signings of John Elway's career. Seriously, became one of the leaders of that locker room immediately, and I don't believe they win the 2015 Super Bowl without DeMarcus Ware. It may be a bit polarizing, and he may become the the replacement, if you will, for John Lynch, but we're talking about a player who helped Von Miller become the player he is, and Denver wins that Super Bowl because of Von Miller's growth and his leadership and DeMarcus Ware right there with him. You know, there are, um, uh, it's staying with the defense because the defense obviously was just this dynamic team. I, I wonder if the Denver Broncos could get a little creative with this because I don't know if every member of the no-fly zone should be getting in, but boy, you know, they become the staple and the backbone of that football team. Could we put them in as a group where we have one big sign that says no-fly zone and then underneath it says the the players' names in the year? And obviously I'm talking about the four uh, main ones that that really helped that secondary become so feared in the NFL of Darian Stewart, T.J. Ward, Aqib Tlaib, Chris Harris Jr. Playing in their primes, feared over the middle, incredible cover corners, T.J. Ward was the hard hitter. Darian Stewart, the intelligence safety, the the savviness from Chris Harris Jr., kind of that dog uh, they always talk about on defense that, that had him in. And then, of course, Aqib Tlaib, the first word that comes to me is swagger. Uh, the guy was just an absolute stud, and the Denver Broncos needed each and every one of their characteristics to kind of naturally unlock the talent of that secondary. And because of what they did, they, they helped win Super Bowl 50 very much off the back of the defense and that was their strongest unit look as much as we love to give Peyton Manning you know pep and and you know praise for what he did he absolutely did make no mistake nobody's going to look back at that Super Bowl and say Peyton Manning won them that Super Bowl defense did Von Miller did and so did that no fly zone and so I, I wonder if you can enshrine them all you know, all four of them, as one little thing, as the no-fly zone, I think that would be a terrific idea if you were to pursue it because, quite frankly, they all need their little, oh, you know, uh, shout-out. There's their, um, you know, celebration. And if you could get those four together, that was a special group. And we put that we put that group on the cover of Mile High Sports Magazine. 
That group was feared around the NFL. They were given that nickname and, and stuck with it, you know, just as some of the great defenses are from the Steel Curtain. Uh, you know, you, you, you think of these nicknames in professional sports, and particularly in the NFL, from the Steel Curtain to the Purple People Eaters and the Orange Crush and, you know, the Legion of Boom. And, you know, when, you, when that nickname sticks and that nickname is given, and, and more so than anything, with the credibility it's not just a nickname that, you know, the hometown crew made up and, you know, just started calling them by. That's what the NFL defined them as. And I think that's a show of respect for their play. That's a sign of we acknowledge how good this unit is. And they truly were the no-fly zone for a couple years. And, boy, did they put up some incredible numbers on that pass defense, of course, led by uh, Wade Phillips pulling the trigger. And, you know, speaking of organizational names, you know, Wade Phillips is a name. And, and look, the Ring of Fame is also one of those where there is a certain criteria. And that certain criteria includes um, the the expectation that this individual is done with football uh, for a certain amount of years. Uh, and, and obviously, I think this is a big reason why Mike Shanahan was not immediately brought in. Uh, you know, Mike Shanahan, of course, departing Denver in 20, 2008, uh, had a little short stint with the Redskins, you know, kind of consultant work, you know, 49ers helping out. I don't know what's truly happening, but you know, the point being is that this time waited was more so, Hey, is Mike Shanahan going to be back in football? And so I, I think you saw just a slight delay. And, and I know a lot of people will wonder, well, what the heck? Why, why can't we just put this guy in now? You know, that that's the criteria for the ring of fame. And so that's probably what's going to delay a guy by the name of Wade Phillips. He's pretty, he's pretty good. He's pretty decent. I, Wade Phillips, I would love to see in the Ring of Fame because of what he has done for this team, uh, not only as the defensive coordinator in Super Bowl 50, but obviously his previous time with the Broncos as well, too. Uh, somebody who is so well-beloved as well, too. You know, that that's a name. You know, you start to think about when you think about organizational, you know, maybe Gary Kubiak's name, obviously coaching right now for the Minnesota Vikings. So again, have to meet the criteria of the Ring of Fame, but those are some organizational names that maybe you didn't think about immediately because they weren't actually players that I think it, it def definitely Denver needs to think about putting into the Ring of Fame once the time is appropriate. It is the Broncos Blitz Podcast. It's presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You uh, start to think about the names on offense for the Denver Broncos back in that Super Bowl run. And, you know, obviously it's led by Peyton Manning. Does C.J. Anderson get in? Probably not. Demarius Thomas, that's a name that absolutely, though, will be in the ring of fame. Look, you could argue Demarius Thomas is potentially the best wide receiver in franchise history. I think you're probably still going to give that nod to uh, uh, Rod Smith. For what Rod Smith did, you know, in the numbers, undrafted, was was the lethal weapon with John Elway for so many years. Uh, Demarius Thomas, look, no doubt, terrific. Numbers not as high before, numbers not as high after post the Peyton Manning era. And so, you know, that's going to affect it when you start to think about it. But certainly, Demarius Thomas, you could say one or two when it comes to greatest wide receivers in Denver Broncos history, and no doubt will be in that discussion and will be a Ring of Famer 
someday. Emmanuel Sanders is the interesting name that I think is going to get brought up and discussed a lot, becoming more of a bar stool kind of discussion of, you know, hey, you know, some people will agree, some people will disagree. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are on both sides of that discussion. Uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be a polarizing one. And I, I think you're going to see some names uh, moving forward, even some pre of that 2010 decade. You know, let's think about names like Elvis Doomerville. This is a guy who had 60 plus sacks for this team and really became one of those dominant figures, kind of the early early mentor for Von Miller as Doomerville exited. And, and I don't know if Doomerville truly made an impact enough on the football team. And, it, you know, it's unfortunate to say because he did make an impact, no doubt. He was a terrific player for so many years. But, you know, as a defensive player, I think you've, you've really got to stand out. And Elvis Doomerville, we even mentioned the, the kind of that criteria, at least that I believe in, for the Ring of Fame a little bit earlier in the podcast when I say, well, I want you to be one of the most dominant and feared players in the NFL. I don't know if Elvis Doomerville really got to that point. It never always felt like Elvis Doomerville was the one that was mentioned next to the feared pass rushers back in the you know 2010 decade. I mean, I or the the 2000s decade. You know, I'm just jogging my memory, so uh, apologies if I can't think of names like like Jared Allen. You know, Jared Allen was always known as one of the the dominant pass rushers of that era. Elvis Doomerville was never really that, you know, I think maybe in inside circles in the NFL, people knew how good he was, but narrative wise nationally, I don't know if that was the case. Now, certainly we're talking about the Broncos ring of fame and that's the Broncos ring of fame. So what we discuss nationally may not matter, but this is just kind of to give you an idea of, you know, my criteria and how it fits with, what was discussed about that player at that time, I just don't know if he... I think if he had a long enough career and he hit three figures as far as sacks goes with the Denver Broncos, I think you could say that Elvis Doomerville is very much a ring of famer. Going to be on that fringe, so we'll see how that plays out. What do you think? Who do you believe will be a ring of famer moving forward? Of course, Mike Shanahan, the 34th name in the Broncos ring of fame. Who should be number 35? You can, uh, of course, hit me up on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter, where, of course, our uh, podcast always posted. And you can find that podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app at MileHighSports.com as well, where you can find some great writing on the Denver Broncos. Zach Seegers actually has a uh, piece on MileHighSports.com that is very much uh, his take as far as Ring of Fame, who is next, at least on the current team. He's got some interesting names. You may have to go check that out, so certainly uh, something to watch. So, of course, for the Broncos Blitz podcast, if you like the podcast, hey, do me a favor. Go hit that five star on the many locations that you can find this podcast, whether it be Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or MileHighSports.com. Uh, leave some feedback. Uh, you know what? Whether it's good or bad, I hope it's fair. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you learn something from the podcast. And I hope you interact because you know what? I love interacting with our listeners, readers, whatever may be the case. And if you have any questions, I'll ask them on the podcast. Just drop me a line on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, or of course, you can check out My Life Sports. Dot com. So very fun discussion today with the Ring of Fame. I always love talking about it, and uh, I, I will tease a future podcast here where uh, going to have Les Shapiro 
on the podcast. And for those who don't know who Les is, Les was a longtime reporter here in Denver. CBS4 um, did tons of writing, tons of TV, uh, eventually migrated to radio, uh, was on Mile High Sports Radio with us for so many years. He is now uh, into the podcast world. He's, he's changing the game in the podcast world, and he's doing some of that. But this is a guy who covered the Denver Broncos to their core from the, uh, gosh, I think the early 80s is when he started. might have been early 90s to uh, basically today and is somebody who is very close with Mike Shanahan and was somebody who could really give you an idea of what made Mike Shanahan so brilliant. And so that, that'll be a podcast coming up in the near future. You can expect that coming out uh, probably today or so. Uh, we will have uh, less on the podcast, and I'm really excited for that. So hope you tune in for that one. Hope you subscribe to the podcast, of course, at Ronnie K Radio on Twitter. We are all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And, of course, again, for the Denver Broncos, info, news, knowledge, all kinds of tidbits on the blue and orange as we get closer and closer to what we hope is a very solid training camp that we will all be able to attend and all that good stuff although i don't know seems like it's kind of dying off with this covid19 we'll see it's a weird time new normal and we will continue to follow the broncos during this new normal at milehighsports.com that's milehighsports.com later y'all to listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.